What's going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Johnny Day over Zoom video. Johnny was born and raised in a small town in Colorado, and he talks about how he got into music. He got his first guitar at 12 years old. He got it for Christmas from his mom and just became obsessed with it since the day he got it. His mom actually worked with someone that had a cover band. So Johnny joined this cover band at like 13 years old and these guys were in their 50s and he played with them for a while until he realized he wanted to write his own music and perform his own songs. From there, he joined a band, did that for a little bit of time, actually had some success with one of the songs that he wrote with a friend of his and ended up winning a contest on the radio in in Colorado and was getting played all across the state. That was a big validating moment for him. And uh, he also realized at that point he wanted to move to Nashville and be a songwriter. He talks about meeting somebody over the internet that asked if he ever goes to Nashville. And he's like, yeah, sure. Never had been there. Uh, He tells the story about going to Nashville for the first time, meeting with these people. And ever since was traveling back and forth and eventually just moved, moved to Nashville to pursue his dream. And he also talks to us about his brand new song, which is called Every Beer, Every Bar. You can watch our interview with Johnny on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be awesome if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Johnny Day. Are you in Nashville? Is that what I saw? Yeah. Yeah. Of oh, course. Cool. I'm south of Nashville as well. Oh, nice. Where at? Uh, I'm down near Franklin, Thompson Station. Oh, yeah. Like kind of down past Brentwood and everything. Yeah, exactly. I got two kids. I got to get in the burbs, man. <laughs> Where I'm at, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'm in Hendersonville, but I'm in, in the burbs. Okay. Very cool, man. Well, uh, I, I moved here from California. I did see that you're from uh, Colorado. We'll talk about that. And I love your new song, man. I, I was just listening to it a few minutes ago. Oh, thanks, dude. I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. it. Um, cool. Well, I'm Adam, and this is about you and your journey in music. And uh, we'll talk about the new record as well. Nice to meet you, Adam. Nice to meet you. So uh, from Colorado, is that what I saw? Yeah. Yeah. Colorado. What it's part of Colorado? So I grew up in Kersey, but it's kind of over by Greeley, um, where the Greeley Stampede is. So just a little cow town, man. I graduated with like 80 people. So Oh my gosh. Yeah, That's it was crazy. Tiny, it was a tiny town. Tiny town. So. 80 people in your graduating class? Yeah. Yeah. It was a little. Oh my gosh. It was so little. I had 1,200 kids in my graduating class. 1,200? Yeah. Just in my senior class. I was like my whole school <laughs> yeah it was the, honestly it was the biggest graduating class i think in in san diego ever because then they opened up like multiple high schools after the fact uh so it was just like it, it this area i was from just started to really grow and then they're like didn't know what to do so they had to build a bunch of schools but anyway uh that's just crazy 80 people i'm, I'm just trying to like imagine how small that is everyone knew everyone man it was crazy everybody knew everybody and yeah, you couldn't. You didn't have any secrets. That's I was gonna good. say, yeah. I mean, yeah. 
growing up there, like you must have just grown up with all those those kids, right? I mean, you, like yeah. you said, you know everybody. So like eighty kids. Were you? I mean, how did they split up? Like elementary school, middle school, high school? Or is it the same kids going through all those grades together? Yeah. So um, basically, it was middle school, oh, elementary middle school k through five in elementary you know mm-hmm. six seventh eighth in middle school and then you know nine through 12 but it was the same elementary school kids fed into all into the same middle school which yeah. all fed into the same oh yeah, yeah they see, were, we they had were multiple. right next to each other yeah oh wow so we had like multiple elementary schools would then feed into one or two middle schools that would all feed into then one high school that's why I, I was trying to follow like that's yeah just like you so you literally grew up with the same kids from k through 12. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. My wife actually, and I went to kindergarten together and graduated together. Oh wow. That's all so, Were you guys high school sweethearts. No, huh? we never oh, even wow. dated in high school. Huh? It was, it was kind of funny how it happened, but yeah, we, I known her ever since kindergarten. It's crazy. So that is so funny. That's amazing though. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy. I wasn't expecting that, but <laughs> you know, the world goes sometimes. Did you guys move to get did you get married and then move to Nashville together, or did you like reconnect once you were already out here? So we got married and moved out here like okay months. I think we got married in December 2018, and then we were out here by April. Oh wow. So it was yeah. quick. It was quick. It was very quick. cool. But um, I it was a good, the housing market wasn't crazy then. So <laughs> I, was gonna I, say, got a, yeah. I got a good got deal on my house. <laughs> I really got it early. So yeah, we got here just before it went like absurd. Yeah. So, um, but that's, that's so cool. So real quick, I guess going back, when did you get into music? Did you have a musical household at all? Parents uh, play any instruments? Well, my grandparents both played piano so that was kind of, you know, my, my sister kind of messed around with the piano when I was like five or six, I'd listen to her. I thought it was always pretty cool. And then, you know, I, I was a little kid, so I just go on, hop on and just start banging keys, you sure. know, just like any other kid and just making a, making a bunch of ruckus. But, uh, my mom, she bought me a, a guitar when I was 12 for Christmas. And then she got me into a cover band when I was like couple months after that she had worked with a guy that was he was like 50 or so mm-hmm. and he you know they did a cover band they'd play for like four hours you know they'd get together every week play together for four hours just like they'd play a show and then um uh yeah so i got going on that and they gave me all wow. the charts and before i knew it i was playing lead guitar because you know the singer his name is tom cable and old guy old guy he was like 53 when I met him and I was like 13, I'm just this little kid, you know, Oh wow! Playing with yeah. all these old guys and, uh, they're probably, they're going to get mad at me for calling them old, but, uh, they were, but they were 40 plus years old. Yeah, they were <laughs> way older than Realistically me. that is. Yeah. They were, yeah, they especially were when you're 13, you're like, Oh God, this guy's like Jurassic. And he's like only in his fifties. And he's like five foot seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, um, uh, yeah, I got I got going on that, and man, I just got addicted to playing guitar. And but before I knew it, I was you know playing lead guitar, and I was 13 years old. So I kind of became the the kid in town that was known as the guitar player kid. You know, that's mm-hmm. all I did. I had like long hair. You know, I was all into classic rock and okay, sure. And so yeah, I was that guy for you know growing up and just playing, and then played in a couple bands. Started writing songs when I was about 16, 17. And, uh, 
because I was like, man, how can you make any money off this? You know, like right, these gigs right. don't pay that well. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, we're, I just want to back up real quick for a second here. So yeah. you got the guitar at twelve, and you said a couple months after that, that's when your mom connected you with these people that had the cover band. Yeah. Yeah. So how quickly, I mean, were you just playing constantly and then she oh, yeah. was like, uh, you, you should play it. Like, I mean, to, to learn that quickly, I mean, you must've been just been, that's all you were doing. Oh, I was obsessed. It's all okay. I about. Yeah. It was one of those things where I, you know, you know how they say you go to the bathroom with your guitar. Right. That was me. I okay. Was, I was, man, I was addicted. So yeah, it was constant, man. I'd go to school, you know, I was singing about songs, drawing out guitars and, Man, I think back to those times and it was so, it was such a, it was just like, it, I, there was so much growth and so much excitement and inspiration in my life. Cause man, I was just, I had never felt that much joy from something, you know, cause it was, you know, to get good at something like guitar, cause it, it's painful at first. If you've ever, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, when you first start playing guitar, it's like, it hurts. So yeah, even your hand hurts, right? I mean, your yeah, finger, oh, yeah. hurt. you got to get yeah. calluses over them and then like, just like. Yeah. I I can play guitar, but I'm not good, but I can play chords and everything. But uh, just thinking back to like, even when I was learning, like how bad I was it, that, like even playing like just the power chords or standard chords, like how yeah. bad it sounded. And just listen, just thinking about that now, it just, it just brought me back to that moment where like I was in my room doing that. And my parents must have just been like, oh, my God, like this kid is atrocious. Like, you know, like they just dealt with it. And it's, <laughs> it's just funny how that is. Yeah, that's probably why my mom got me in that band. So yeah, she's like, all right, yeah, you can go play house. with these guys <laughs> exactly. so for a while. <laughs> exactly. Oh, how did she know these people in the band? So she worked with the lead singer. They oh, okay. together supers. So it worked out. It was man. It was incredible how it all fell into place. But. Yeah, she met him and they're always good friends. And they just like, I literally, I went over there. I didn't even have an electric guitar at the time. I just had a little, well, I had a little acoustic that they just bought me. And then I had like a Kmart electric guitar, right? Okay. And then the acoustic guitar didn't have a mic, nothing on it. So I just go over there with that. And they're like laughing at me, you know? Yeah, they're just plugged in and like, they're yeah. all jamming out yeah. with their amps and all this stuff. And it's louder. Oh my gosh, they played so loud when I think back to it. But yeah, I was, they were just laughing at me. So not long after that, my mom got me another guitar. Thank goodness for my mother and my dad. They were both super supportive. They, man, they bought me so many guitars. I still have some of the guitars they bought me. Do yeah. you have that first one you got when you were 12? No, it oh. got stolen. It got oh, it stolen. Did? I oh, lent it gosh. to my ex-girlfriend. And it either she said it got stolen out of her trunk, but it was kind of after she we broke up when she told me that. So who knows? She might have um. found it. That sucks. It was, a oh, black, it was a black little Epiphone, you know, Les Paul. Uh-huh. It's just those black ones. You can get them for like 300 bucks. I know a couple guys that have them, but. Uh, yeah, I, I had one day. of those. And I actually got yeah. stolen too. So maybe <laughs> she stole it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, that sucks. So that was your first. That was the one that your mom bought you at 12. Yeah, that was the first one. Well, oh, I guess second, that was like my guitar guitar, but she'd bought me like, you know, she got me like a Kmart guitar yeah, and dude, yeah. I played the heck out of that thing. I, you know, when you're first starting, I didn't know anything either. I'm just sitting there putting my fingers down, like almost, you know, it's like banging on the piano, just putting right. my fingers wherever, just trying to figure out something cool. And then I found like ultimate guitar online. Cause they just, oh, yeah. Out with tabs. Like, yeah, we had dial up internet and I was like, 
And so I sat there and waited like 10 minutes for that page to load, but it did. And I got like green day to come up. I think it was some um, like basket case or something like burn sure. it. Did it. Oh, brain stew. Brain stew. Yeah. Brain stew. And I, man, I played that song on repeat. I was like, wow. You know, I was like, I'm doing it finally. Like, yeah, I'm coming out of this thing. So once that happened, oh, dude, it was, it was uh, over. It was over. I couldn't stop. I couldn't. And still to this day, dude, I'm, I'm literally playing guitar right before I hopped on. I was actually, I'm doing some sideman stuff. So I've been, cramming through sets so i'm still doing the same thing dude and i'm 28 that's that's cool cool. (laughs) yeah um well you said you started writing songs in 16 ish yeah 16 17 is when i started writing Um, what was the what changed like i mean obviously you were playing with how long and how long did you play with these guys like this cover band was that something that you did for a long time i played i played with them until i was about a sophomore in high school so Um, around that time yeah, so it was about three, three years, three, four years. And then, yeah, I kind of started getting into music. And then I met this lead singer. Um, his name was Josh Shear. And he's actually, he still has a band called Pandas and People that we started together. Um, and he was really into writing, you know, and he wanted to write stuff and get it on the radio. And he was, he kind of introduced me to like the whole recording session world. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, yeah, I started writing songs with him and we wrote, he was a lot older than me too. He was about, man, when I met him, I think he was a senior in college and I'm just oh, like, wow. you know, I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah. So, so he's going to be like 21, 22. Oh, yeah, and we, yeah. yeah. We went out and partied with him too. in those parties, cause he was out <laughs> at CSU in Fort Collins. And, okay. uh, and actually, so there's this one time it was a crazy party. The cops got called. And uh, we actually started a band because it was like called Flashbang or whatever because the house got flashbanged. Oh, what's flashbanged? I'm, <laughs> well, I'm like, old. Like flashbang, like when they the cops toss in like a flashbang and it blows up in the house and like it makes oh. a loud sound and you get kind of peppered. You know? What? Yeah. I've never heard of this. Oh it my was God. crazy, man. I could not. And there was like a cop sitting out on the porch and they had like this, you know, Ultron voice saying, come out of the house. And we're like, I'm like 14. I'm like, what is going on right now? Yeah, all like for a party? yeah, it was a party, but you know, he'd done. So I can't really talk about what he did. Oh, okay. he did some bad stuff. Some, yeah. Pop, so yeah, it was, they didn't show up for the party. That's that's the point unfortunately it would have been cool if they did especially oh see i thought the party was going that like it was Uh, rocking that hard that they well it was rocking that hard yeah but i mean to throw a thing to stop it right a flashbang okay so that was a that was a different story line but that you were at at the party when it happened (laughs) yeah so that's kind of so i kind of that was like the first time i met him too and oh my uh, gosh and he was cool, man. He was just one of those people you get around. It's like, you know, everyone loves him. Just super cool guy. And I was like, you know, I was like, man, yeah, let's write some songs. You know, I was, I was in it. And so we wrote this song together. It's called On My Way. And I think I was about 18. It's either, I think I, I might've been in high school. I might've just graduated, but it got on, it won like this radio competition in Colorado and was spinning on the radio. Oh, wow. And cool. I, we went in the studio and did that all together. Like I played all the ganjo parts, all the acoustic guitar and like programmed a bunch of stuff and wrote it with him and we put it out. And then we're, it, you know, won that competition. So we're like, dude, we, we got to start like a band because we got to play a show for this thing. Right. So that's kind of how that band started. And uh, yeah, ever since then, man, I, uh, I did, I did some side gigging stuff, like some side man stuff, but I, I love it was a folk band too. It was like folky pop kind of mm-hmm. type deal. But I was into country, man. I was always into country. 
Um, Brad Paisley. I saw Brad Paisley when I was a, a junior in high school on YouTube and he was just ripping it and singing, playing lead guitar. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. That's what, that's what you wanted to do. Sure. That's what I'm doing. So, yeah. And that's what got me into the oil field, actually. So, because I was like, oh. I got to have that guitar and that amp. You know? Oh, so you started working so I to started get that. To get that equipment. Yeah. Like guitar. And so, yeah, I did that. And, uh, wow. So you got a job in the oil field just to pay for the guitar that Brad Paisley had? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. How long did it take you to get it? Uh, and it didn't. Well, my first oil field job, I was making like 13 bucks an hour. So, but I worked constantly. So it was a couple months. And then the amp, you know, I got one of those Z Rex for all, all the guitar nerds out there that, you know, know Brad Paisley and the Dr. Yeah, Z Rex sure. and everything. And I got that too. So it, that final bill was like nine, 10 grand just for a guitar Damn. and an amp. And I was like 19 too, you know? So I was just out of high school and I was, oh man. And then I got it and I started playing it. And I'm like, this thing is so freaking loud. I cannot play it in my house. I like it was because those doc, those Z-Rex don't have a master volume. Oh, it's just, so I ended up selling it after, unfortunately, just because I needed to get some different stuff, you know, but yeah. Did you keep the guitar loud. though? Oh yeah. Yeah. I still got it. It's, it's right there. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, there it is. My baby, okay. Yeah. I was yeah. You're kind of like, okay. Now I can see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Old 60 Ellie. So wow. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's how it got started. That's cool. And then, so at what point, I mean, obviously you moved to Nashville uh, and you said 2018. Uh, Like what took you there? Were you writing songs and just said, hey, like, I know I need to be in Nashville or was like, was there another validating moment for you as a songwriter that made you decide like, this is really what I want to do to leave your town to go there? Um, I mean, obviously you won the thing on the radio. That must've been a pretty big moment as far as like a validating thing happening. But was it from that, that you knew that you could, you could do it? Yeah, honestly. Yeah. You hit it right on the dot. I was, uh, I, we wrote that song and then I was like, man, dude, I could actually maybe do this, you know? And uh, so I started writing country songs and I was in the oil field at the time I was working nights. um, And so I'd just be out there at night writing songs in the oil patch and it was like a seven on seven off type of schedule. So I'd, I'd be up all night writing songs. And then uh, I put out, uh, how many songs I put out? I think I put out like three or four songs back when I was in Colorado. I found a, a a studio, uh, Colorado sounds. And I knew the engineer there and he cut me a deal and let me record the whole thing in his basement. And Oh, wow. cut it. And it actually, dude, man, I go back and I listen to it. And I'm like, wow, that actually wasn't bad. <laughs> I didn't spend any money on that. Um, uh, and so, uh, yeah, I did that and put it out on, you know, the YouTubes and the Instagrams and all that stuff. And then I had uh, a guy by the name of Jeff Davis. He contacted me on Instagram was like, hey, man, you ever come to town? You know, you ever been to Nashville? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I come out all the time, at least like once a month. <laughs> And I had never been. Never been. No, okay. no, I never been out there. Thank you till you make it, man. Fake it till you make exactly, it. Exactly, man. I was faking it. So I was, I was like, hey, here's my opportunity. Because he's, you know, saying, man, you can get in the room with all these great songwriters and all this stuff and come out here and have coffee with us. And, you know, we'd love to work with you. So I did. I just booked a ticket and flew out. I stayed at the, man, the Red Roof Inn over by Guitar Center. 
like on your way. Oh, home. yeah, on on Brent, yeah. off Brentwood, uh, yeah, in Brentwood. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, dude, okay, right off sixty five. I know exactly. Yeah, where right that off sixty five. <laughs> I, I got to town. I stayed in that thing. I had no idea where I was. You know, I got off the airplane, took an Uber. That was the cheapest hotel I could find. Right, which isn't very close to the airport for anyone no. listening that's not from Nashville. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, and the cheapest, you know, I was like, because man, I was like, holy, this is going to cost me a fortune coming out. Here. Right. So, um, uh, yeah, I did that. I met him over at the, uh, I forgot the name of the coffee shop, but. Um, but at I least you a, you look like you knew what you were doing coming there and staying in Brentwood because you could have been like, yeah, I'm in Brentwood. Uh, and then and then they would have been like, oh, OK, solid. Like, yeah. You know, of being in like north. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm in, you know, wherever. But like just again, for people that don't know Nashville, Brentwood is like where a lot of big country stars live. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah. So like you being there is funny enough to word you, if you were speaking talking with songwriters or, or, or people would they be like oh that's cool like okay you're yeah. in Brentwood. <laughs> like it would it would kind of check off one of the marks of like oh yeah he, he knows what he's doing total, my total luck, <laughs> yeah. total luck and a good price <laughs> a sure good price. that's so funny yeah it was crazy and yeah so i met him and uh went over there and talked to him and i was like all right yeah so i started um working with them and i was flying out to nashville every month once a month and uh writing songs you know i started doing that back in it was like 2018 i think is when mm -hmm. i started doing that and so yeah i was working in the oil field then and then kind of how uh it just metastasized is um my wife and i got married and then i uh and we you know we already had amira my daughter and uh so we we got a house out in Nashville, but I kept my job in Colorado because it was an eight on six off schedule. So I was just flying back and forth every week. Oh, okay. So that's how the whole oil field thing still played into the story to this day. Cause I was still running back and forth every Wednesday and work. So I'd work for eight days, come home, you know, do the whole artist thing and then go back to work and then work. Sure. Thing. You got to do what so, you got to do. Yeah. And it was, it's been great. Honestly, I, I was doing that up until april of this year so i'm like on my first like i'm doing it now so oh wow so now yeah, is when you're just doing music full-time doing music full-time well and all kinds of you know right you know how it goes but yeah sure so yeah i'm doing music full-time and it's crazy it's man it's incredible it's like you know i always tell people too you know it's like you know you don't eat for a while and then you finally eat some food <laughs> yeah you're like wow this is nice like, sure i'm not like getting on a plane like i'm staying in my house today or this week so it's like it's pretty cool I, I, that's awesome yeah man it's cool. cool uh so you once you get here and you start writing with people um like tell me about then do you put out a song that you kind of had to co-write with other people or were you are you kind of in the like um like the publishing side of things too? Like, are you writing with people for to pitch other artists or is it mainly just for your own project? Mostly just writing for my own project. Most, okay. You know, I get in rooms where I'll, you know, we'll write a song and, you know, we might give it to somebody else where, you know, I just wasn't vibing with it. You know, you know how it goes. Sure. Um, I was just curious because I, I know that you had a, a, an artist on this new song coming out. And I from just the research I was doing, he uh, works with Warner Chapel, who's a publishing company out here who, yep. you know, so I didn't know if you were in, involved in that any, at all either. Like, cause I think Warner Chapel is mainly for songwriters to what pitch to other artists, right? Correct. 
Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. And, uh, Zach, he's, he's awesome. He's doing the boat boys thing too. And mm-hmm. all that. but so how that situation came about was when COVID hit, you know, everything got shut down. So my manager and I, Tyler Miller, um, we were just networking, 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 and, um, taking meetings with, you know, anyone <laughs> and sure. everyone, you know, we were having coffee with everybody and doing zooms and whatever we could do. And, uh, so we actually ended up doing a lot of networking through our church, the Hills out in Bellevue. Oh, and, cool. Uh, and that's how we met Jared Ingram and cause he was playing drums at the Hills and he's a songwriter. He's a part of the 720 at Warner chapel. So, oh, okay. And signed with them just like, I think right around when COVID hit right before. Um, and so, yeah, we started talking to him and then uh, I had sent him a song I had cut Cause it was just like, I got this weird feeling in my gut. I was like, man, I'm just going to shoot this song over to Jerry and see what he thinks. Sure. And uh, he was, he called me and we talked for like two hours and he's like, wow. and, and he was like one of those guys where I was like, man, this is, you know, I'm starting, you know, this, he's the real deal right here, man. Right. You know? exactly. <laughs> he's a real deal. And so uh, um, uh, we talked and he's like, yeah, man, we should uh, get together and find some songs and maybe dip into my catalog and dip into your catalog and, we'll put together a project and see what we could do. And so that's when the 720 started producing me and uh, I got into a production deal with them. Uh-huh. And, um, Zach was right. Songs with them all the time. And so he, he was on every beer, every bar. And yeah. so I just met Zach through passing talking to them. And I heard a bunch of these demos with his voice on it too. And I was like, man, this guy can sing like, this is, I love his voice. So when it came around to do this song, it was like, man, this is a, this would be awesome to have Zach on this song. Cause he's just, I love his voice. You know, he's fantastic. So it was an easy, it was an easy pick. That's kind of, it was, it was pretty natural how it happened. Honestly, it's kinda, cool. you know, people ask you, how do you get features on a song? And it's just one of those things where it's like, man, you just got to be out there doing it. You know, right. it just happens. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's, so that's where, uh, okay. So, that's how you got him and he what helped co- co-write the song with you yeah yeah well so i wasn't a writer on this song so this one was this was zach morgan morgan evans and then a couple more I can't oh remember. okay so you just love yeah. the song enough to want to cut it yeah 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 exactly we we heard the song and i was like man this is a this is like my life when was, <laughs> right when i was like 15 <laughs> i was man i would think like if you want to get into it that's where my story gets a little crazy because i was a wild child man i was wild back in my younger days my younger days when i should have been like only playing guitar you know uh, okay so yeah that's it like i heard that song and it took me back and i was like wow man this is like everything i tried to do like this could really relate to a lot of people and right uh, i'm like this is this is a great song and so yeah we ended up cutting it and i'm super proud of it and i think it came out really good so yeah i think it sounds awesome and then it's released released uh in like a week or so right next a week from friday or 24 24 yeah yeah. that's amazing and are you doing shows in nashville or yeah. Yeah. So I'm doing a bunch, man. I got a bunch of stuff coming up. I'm doing a bunch of side gig stuff, side man stuff. When you say side man stuff, is that like you're getting hired on to play guitar with another band? Yeah, exactly. I, like Tim Cody, he's another artist in town. He's a good mm-hmm. friend of mine. And so I'm just doing some side man stuff for him and kind of brushing up on my chops since I got out of the oil field, you know, yeah. getting some, some, some dust off the old fingers. 
and uh, getting my uh, endurance back up. But I'm also doing some stuff at like the Opryland, doing some corporate stuff. And uh, oh, cool! You know, doing some three piece power trio, singing some of my songs, singing some covers. So, yeah, man, we don't have any like hard hard dates yet coming, but really the focus is just pushing this song, pushing sure. this song. So exciting, yeah. yeah. Super exciting. Yeah, man. Well, I thank you so much, Johnny, for doing this today. I appreciate it. Sure. I appreciate you, man. This has been been a blast. Yeah, I've had a lot of fun and I I love uh I love the tune and I can't wait to see where where it goes when it comes out here on Friday or week from Friday. <laughs> sure. sure. When sure. people hear this, it'll probably be out. So <laughs> I should just say exactly. it's out, right? Every it's beer, out. Every, it's out. Yeah. every beer, every bar, it's out, man. Go stream it. <laughs> awesome. 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 Well, I have one more quick question. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Aspiring artists. Um, my advice is just be true to yourself. Um, you know, I'm sure everyone, they always tell you that just go with your gut and be true to yourself, but also, you know, uh, know who you are and who you want to be, but don't be afraid to take advice and grow too. Cause that's a big thing is, you get out here and there's a lot of great musicians, especially in Nashville. That's what probably one of my biggest things move to Nashville because that's where it's happening. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I tell all my buddies like that are out in Colorado. I'm like, dude, what are you doing, man? You need to come to Nashville. Like you just got, this is, I tell people that all the time. I'm like, if you want to be in the oil field, cause you know, I was in the oil field, go to where the oil field is, you know, like in Texas or Colorado or, you know, wherever you want to. And, uh, and if you want to be in music, if you want to do music, you got to come and be in LA and, where it's going down. So I think that's honestly one of the biggest battles is just getting out here. And then once you get here, you know, to wherever you go, just be good to everybody. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's honestly not a competition with them. It's really, you just trying to out to beat yourself, to beat your last performance. That's the big, that's what I always tell myself. It's like, I'm not really trying to compete with anyone. I'm just trying to be better than I was last time, you know, every single time. And, as long as you serve the crowd and love the crowd and don't get self-conscious or stuck in your own head, man, you're going to kill it. So yeah, that's what I'd tell them. <laughs>